Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 56 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Chris Evans, not the official actor Captain America Chris Evans, but a good buddy of mine from Dallas, Texas. We spend the time talking about DDP Yoga and how it is a great beginning program for everyday people, not just serious athletes or not even for people who've done yoga before, but it's a great way to get started in your fitness journey. Chris has a lot of good tips and tricks and I really enjoyed talking to him and I hope you will too. Workout Nerd Out. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm a wizard, when we play we do it right, candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just four kicks, DM says you're gonna die, roll a D6, roll a D6, roll a D6. Welcome again dragons to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Today I am talking to... Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America. You might be thinking the actor, uh, but it's not the actor. But let's pretend it is for the sake of the rest of this conversation. Um, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I see that you're in Texas. I don't think I ever knew that you were in Texas. Yep, I am in Texas. I am in. Uh, I am about 45 miles uh, east of uh, Dallas. Yeah. Um, you ever want to run a Tough Mudder in Dallas? You know, um, I was supposed to uh, run a Tough Mudder, and I uh, tore the meniscus in my knee training for it. Oh, and, no. And um, I've just never gotten back on that horse. My best friend has run like four, and he keeps trying to, to get me to run with him. And um, that is that is on my, my list of um, once I, I get – in better shape to do because I love OCR. They're amazing. I've actually run one. I ran a, a local one and I, I loved it. It was great. Um, and, uh, but I, yeah, I've got a, my best friend. He's run four, I think four tough mutters now. And, um, so that's, that is absolutely one of my goals is to get into the, to get more doing more OCR stuff. And, um, uh, <clears throat> he and I are going to try to run, to run one eventually together. And I got a coworker that keeps asking me when he's, he's like, when do I get to drag you through a Spartan? I'm like, uh, no, not right now. Not, not, I'm not, a, I'm not at a, a Spartan yet. Wow. <laughs> give me, give me some time. Cause, cause they do an indoor Spartan at Dallas Cowboys stadium. Okay. That, that just sick stadium that they call the death star. Yeah. Um, as it is no moon, it is a space station. And, yeah. um, I mean, that thing is stupid huge. Uh, you can see it from, uh, if you're in downtown Fort Worth, which is about 30 miles from it, in one of the, if you're in any of the high rise buildings in downtown Fort Worth, about 30 miles away, you can see it. Oh, it's rid- that big. That's ridiculous. Oh, well, and, dude, Saturday, September 30th, or Sunday, October first. That's seven months away. As uh, one in Dallas. Oh, that may, that's doable, dude. <laughs> I will commit to doing it right now. I've run Dallas the last two years. If you commit to doing it, absolutely. All right, 
then when I get off this call, I'm going to register for it. I'll create a team name, Dumbbells and Dragons, and I will uh, shoot you an email for the, uh, the invite code. All right. Let's do it. That sounds great. This episode is going to post on March 29th, which means we are fastly approaching WrestleMania weekend. You and I are going to talk a little bit, uh, some WWE stuff, maybe, uh, but also about the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Diamond Dallas Page and DDP Yoga. DDP is going in the Hall of Fame finally. Well-deserved. I'm super excited. I wholeheartedly agree. And did you, I, like, he was one of my favorites growing up. Like, and I think it was that moment where he pretended to join NWO. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, If people don't know what I'm talking about, then subscribe to the WWE Network and go ahead and watch the last 25 years of Raw SmackDown and WCW Monday Nitro. Um, and then you'll get filled in on right. DDP yeah, that, and how amazing it was. That'll just about do it. That'll just about do it. <laughs> well, what I liked is when... Uh, did you ever see The Resurrection of Jake the Snake? Yes, I did. I, I saw it once it hit uh, Netflix. I did get to watch it, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's essentially people... Jake the Snake Roberts was an amazing wrestler, and then unfortunately... Prescription painkillers and alcohol kind of took their toll. And this is, but he was, Jake the Snake was really, really good friends with Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page had since retired from professional wrestling and started DDP Yoga, which was just a way to get people to get more physically fit and essentially change their lives. And he reached out to Jake the Snake, or Jake the Snake reached out to him. And it kind of, it's a documentary detailing. Jake's recovery and eventually making up and making peace with the WWE and finally getting into the WWE Hall of Fame. So Yeah, and uh Paige inducted him. Yes. So really a great great documentary, definitely a good feel good story and that's where I learned just kind of like how DDP became such a amazing character. Cause he was nothing but a mid Carter for the longest time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, and, uh, it, it took him a long time before he got main event status. Yeah. So before we get more and more and more into <laughs> the amazing soap opera that is WWE, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm in, I live in Texas, born and raised. Um, I, uh, I've got three amazing kids. Um, I've got a, a, a 13 year old, a 10 year old and a three year old. Um, I, I joke that I was halfway done with my oldest and, uh, and started a new one. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and, uh, and yeah, my wife and I, uh, we live in Texas where, um, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for about 10 years now. I teach uh, technology and computer science uh, in the, on the middle school level. And a lot of people, when they find out I teach middle school, say, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I absolutely adore middle school. I couldn't teach high school. High school's just not they're, – they're too mouthy, and I, just can't, I can't do high schoolers. And little tiny ones terrify me. Like I love my children, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> the little ones are – they're scary. And uh, – 
but mid, the the middle schoolers they're not little kids but they're not quite teenagers you can talk to them like they're people you don't have to talk down to them and so i i adore my uh my uh middle schoolers because i'm functionally 12 anyway so it it really works and i feel most men are (laughs) (laughs) um i actually was talking to i got a text from my wife the other day speaking about being functionally 12 and she's like i broke your lego simpsons house no my first reaction was how bad is it (laughs) (laughs) and she texted me a photo and i was like oh you knocked the removable roof off okay it's supposed (laughs) to do that so like i was worried like she was like trying to move it and then dropped it and it was in pieces oh but (laughs) when i told one of my coworkers that story they're like legos (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Legos are big in our house. Yeah. Well, and I was like, I know I'm 32, but, you know, there's worse things to be addicted to. Like, if oh, I, absolutely. If I spend my spare time, you know, watching television and building Legos, like, I'm sorry. I think that's a pretty good use of my time. Yeah. Ab- oh, totally. <laughs> All right. Now, um, what are... One of what are more of your favorite areas of nerdiness? Um, well, I'm uh, I love sci-fi, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, both. Uh, my dad is a Trek guy. Uh, I was a Star Wars guy, but um, I I appreciate them both. I'm very uh, bipartisan on the the Trek Wars debate, um, and uh, superheroes. That's that's pretty much like comic books and sci-fi are pretty much where where my uh, my nerdy uh nerdiness lies that and and wwe uh that's that's the other the other place that i'm really thing um and uh well actually and the other major thing is power rangers i'm a massive power ranger fan i have been since the day one uh almost 25 years ago i'm i am a massive power ranger fan i'm really excited for the movie Oh, it looks amazing. Like I was I was worried because I I've, I've been following it since they announced it uh almost 3 years ago now I think. And like there was nothing happening with it. They they had a director and then they lost their director and and um they it was just it seemed like a lot of problems, but once they got the ball rolling, it felt like things were going well and they were trickling out information, but once we got into um the early part of this year and they, they geared up the, the promotions for it. It's everything I see. I just more and more excited. Like I cannot wait for this movie. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And they just announced yesterday that starting on the 14th of this month, leading up to the premiere of the movie, Twitch is running a marathon of all 831 episodes. Oh Lord. That. Oh, I should say the, Ozord. The entire franchise. That's... 831 episodes. It's like like 10 days nonstop of Power Rangers. That's ridiculous. I, I'm i getting really excited for the movie. And I, I actually started getting more excited for it after I had heard Cranston joined on. Right. Because 
And this, this is, I'm doing this in direct rebuttal to Brian over at the Average Geek Show. Because he was talking mad trash about Cranston and saying how the movie looks terrible and this is going to be a career killer for him. And I just want to be like, Brian Cranston does not, like, he's set for life. Oh, yeah. If he does any project, it's because he wants to and it's because something about the project has attracted him to it. Like, he is doing... Really amazing, like, drama, in my humble opinion, Oscar-worthy performances in some movies. And then he's also having fun. Like, he does a show on Crackle called Supermansion. Yes. That's from the same team that does Robot Chicken, and it's a stop-motion a stop motion TV show. And it's hilarious, and he's wonderful in it. So, I firmly believe that Cranston is doing Power Rangers because he wants to, and it's good, and it's going to be a fun movie. And, well, the cast that they have of support, like, I love that they cast unknown people. Other than Becky G is, is their connection to the, the, the Nickelodeon Disney crowd. She's playing the Yellow Ranger, but everybody else is relatively unknown. Um, but then you have Elizabeth Banks playing Rita. Yes. Which is huge. You've got Bill Hader voicing Alpha. And then you've got Cranston playing Zordon. And the reason that Brian Cranston is playing Zordon is because he was a voice actor for a handful of monsters on the original series. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I, I couldn't tell you who, who they were because there was so many of them. But if you go back and you, and you, I mean, you can look it up and, and it's, it's super easy to find the information. Just Google it. But Brian Cranston voiced a handful of original monsters in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's amazing. And that's why he's doing this. He's like, it, I'm coming home. That's awesome. That is so great. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and he's got so much Breaking Bad money. You're right. He doesn't have to do anything that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. So that's why I have full faith that this movie is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, I do. I was a real big fan of the web series, like the one that was like really, really violent with James Vanderbeek. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was. That was, that was, that was a thing. Yes. And it was brilliant, and I loved it. And Katie Sackoff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It was. It was. I was. It was. It was pretty great. Real quick, Cranston voiced a guy named Twin Man and Snizzard. Yep. <laughs> so I just I had to IMDb that so I knew it for my for my own edification. Now. You said that you were also into superheroes. Yes. Who is your favorite? Um, well, it for from DC, it would be um, Superman because he was my gateway. Um, I got into comics when Superman died. Um, my dad, my dad had been, had collected comics when he was younger and we had some old vintage comics, but they, uh, they announced that they were killing Superman. And so we started with part one of the fight with Doomsday and I collected every Superman issue for about three years. And this was when they were doing one a week. So it was like four, four books a month, um, 
between the different titles. And I went through all through Funeral for a Friend and the, and the Reign of the Superman and everything. And uh, that was my my entry really into hardcore uh, comic reading was through Superman. And so he's Superman has a special place uh, in my in my heart. Uh, also, um, on the DC side, Flash and Green Lantern, because I loved that Flash TV series in the 90s. Okay, yeah. Uh, like, and I love watching the current series because there's so many shout outs to the 90s series. Um, but I loved the Flash series as a kid, and, um, <clears throat> and I got into Green Lantern as an adult. Um, I, I really I don't know what it was, but I really connected with Green Lantern as uh, more as an adult when uh, I, I was kind of out of the, the comic thing for a while. Um, as far as Marvel goes, um, the MCU, like I love what the MCU is doing and um, X-Men. I was a 90s X-Men kid. Uh, that cartoon the 90s X-Men cartoon is one of the greatest superhero cartoons ever made. And like that, that was that was my jam, that and the Spider-Man cartoon that oh, was yeah. that they were both on Fox. Like Fox was my afternoon. Power Rangers, X-Men, Spider-Man, like I was there. And um, so yeah, that's really that's on the those those are where I, I go on the the two sides of the coin. Um, and I don't everybody all of my students are like, oh, is it Marvel or DC? I'm like I don't. It, why can't it be both? I don't I don't want to have to pick. Yeah, I like like I like different characters for different reasons and so it doesn't matter what company makes them so because and the dc movies may not be great but dc's killing it on their animated features oh yeah and they have been for years like their their animated universe is on point and it's it's on point with the dc with the mcu honestly i think what dc's been doing on their animated side is every bit as good as the mcu See, and if somebody ever asked me Marvel or DC, I'd be like, well, currently, Image. Like, Image Fair comics, enough. Image comics right now are just... Off, I'm going to use a dated term, but they're just off the chain amazing. <laughs> they're doing such great work. And in fact, in two weeks, there will be an episode with one of our bloggers, Karen Young, where we talk about... Uh, pretty much all of Image's main comics, Paper Girls, Saga, mm-hmm. uh, Rat Queens, uh, and Sex Criminals. And so, and every, yeah. I hear nothing but wonderful things about – I haven't heard of Sex Criminals, but the other three, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about oh. all three of those books. And um, Saga is definitely a book that I want to get into. Um, because everyone that have ever talked to that's read it is like, why are you not, why are we still talking and you aren't reading this right now? Yes. So here's something that will connect kind of all of this. I recently saw, um, John Wick chapter two. Okay. And Mad Max Fury Road is one of my all time favorite movies. So the beautiful thing about Saga and Rat Queens and uh, Paper Girls. Paper Girls is, and I was talking to with a buddy about this on Thursday. It's there are no strangers. If you watch, if you watch John Wick Chapter Two, 
every character knows who John Wick is, and John Wick pretty much knows who everybody else is. And it's a concept of well-developed characters. You know, like in Rat Queens, all of the characters that the main group of Rat Queens interact with, they have a history with. And so it's that thing where every character has a well-developed history that you don't even need to know about, you don't need to talk about, doesn't need to be addressed, but you know it's there. Right. And I think that's what makes the comics just so amazingly good. You, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, no, like, I, I, I love not needing to give like like spell it all out info dumps have their place but if you can do world building without an info dump that's that's good storytelling right there um and i uh i liked in civil war how that's how we got spider-man and black panther we yes. we were introduced to brand new characters that had never been seen in the MCU before, but we didn't get an origin story. We didn't get we didn't have to see Uncle Ben get killed again. We didn't need all of the the background because we were just given these characters and we were given enough information about each one of them in their in their little scenes that we knew everything we needed to know. And that's good storytelling. If you can get your audience to connect to a character without giving them a wordy backstory just for the sake of doing it, then that's that's amazing storytelling. Absolutely. That's very, very true. Uh, So you said you're a big X-Men guy. Have you seen Logan yet? Okay. I have not seen Logan yet um, because I have a three-year-old, and so – seeing anything that's not got talking animals in it is, is not, it it takes, it takes a a village to make that happen. (laughs) And so, um, unfortunately Logan is not, uh, not on the, the approved list of, of priority movies because, um, I can't take my kids to see it, but we're going to go see Kong because I'm all about monster movies. So sure. Um, and, um, the other priority of course is the Power Ranger movie. And so those are my, those are my two priorities right now. We're on spring break. So I'm taking my older kids to see Kong and then, um, uh, my son and I, my older son and I are going to go see Power Rangers, but, um, Logan's just not Logan's one that I'm going to have to wait till it comes out. It's like Dr. Strange. I haven't seen Dr. Strange yet because it, the, the planets didn't align for that. Uh, for me to see it in the theaters. Um, now, episode eight come December, like I don't, I don't care if I have to go <laughs> see it by myself. I'm going to go see that movie as close to opening weekend as humanly possible. <laughs> we all have priorities, man. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I, I was lucky enough to have a midweek day off work. And so my wife was obviously had to work. So I was like, all right. 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, I'm going to go see John Wick Chapter 2, and then, you know, 3.30 on a Wednesday, I'm going to go see Logan. <laughs> because... There you go. It's like, well, A, I don't mind seeing movies by myself, but B, I'm like, there's nobody in the theater. <laughs> 
It's great. Oh, yeah. Private accidental private screenings are awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, funny story. So I was, I was the 10 a.m. John Wick. There's two other guys in the theater, right? And during the trailers, I get up to use the restroom. Uh, because I'm just, whatever. I'd seen the trailers like a thousand times. I come back and one of the dudes is on his phone and the other dude is yelling at him. He's like, dude, put your phone away, dude, put your phone away. And the other guy's like, it's the trailers. I'll put it away when the movie starts. And the other guy's like, I don't care if the movie's not playing yet. Turn off your phone. <laughs> and as I'm walking back to my seat, I'm like, oh man. 66% of the movie of the people in this movie theater are going to get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, luckily the guy put his phone away. So there was, I was like, Oh, well that's good. I don't have to deal with this today. <laughs> All right, man. So real quick, continuing on our superhero, uh, tangent. If you could have any mundane superpower, what would it be? Um, the, have you seen meteor man? A long time ago. Okay. One of the powers that Meteor Man had was he could touch a book and have the full knowledge of that book for 30 seconds. I don't know what you would do with that 30 seconds of knowledge, but for some reason I've always wanted to be – to have that power. Um, I think part of it is because I'm dyslexic, and so reading was always difficult for me as a kid. And if I could just grab the book and immediately have all the knowledge of that book for 30 seconds, it's totally a useless power. Like that 30 seconds, nothing could get accomplished in that 30 seconds. But I just thought that was one of the funniest and one of the coolest things in that movie was having that knowledge that like the full knowledge of any book you touched for 30 seconds. That's actually really cool. I am trying to think of workarounds to that where like, oh, you just like, is it 30 seconds after you stop touching it? Because then I'd be like, just tape it to your back and write some physics book and then do crazy equations. Right. And uh, in the movie, he's he's fighting the, the main bad guy and uh, they um, they both touch um, a because uh, the main bad guy has gotten his some meteor power as well. And they t- both touch like uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, instructional uh, martial arts manual and they're having this this fight but then it wears off and so they're trying to find it but it was like a book donation box and they think they found it and they both grab the book but it's like a how to model book and so it becomes like this runway model off like from Zoolander (laughs) I might need to rewatch this like it's super cheesy but it knows exactly what kind of movie it is, and I, I absolutely love Meteor Man. It's it's so funny. Um, it's it's almost a parody of the superhero genre without being like deliberate about it. And um, and so yeah, that would that would be my mundane power is being able to to have the the full knowledge of any book for thirty seconds. That's awesome. That's so great. Now I actually kind of want that power too. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's talk, uh, DDP yoga, man. What got you into DDP yoga? My, my three-year-old was a newborn and, uh, it was the middle, it was like two 30 in the morning 
and I'm going through my channel guide trying to find something to watch to to keep myself awake while I'm I'm handling him, and I see DDP Yoga as li- listed on one of the channels. I'm like, what? So I go over to it, and sure enough, there's Diamond Dallas Page talking about a yoga program, and I I mean I knew that like. I, I've actually tried, um, George St. Pierre has an MMA based workout program called Rush Fit. And, uh, I was like, okay, well, GSP's doing it. Why, why not Diamond Dallas Page? And, and I had all these other like celebrity endorsements and whatnot. And so I'm like, why not? Let's see what he has to say. And they showed this video and this is kind of like his go to, uh, proof of concept video. There's this, um, this guy named Arthur and he's a veteran. And um, he was injured and the doctors told him he would never walk again uh, without help. And he just kind of sat around and felt sorry for himself and put on all these this weight. And he was on crutches uh, like like the walking uh, crutches. And um, he started doing this, the the DDP yoga, and um, he lost an insane amount of weight and is like one of his instructors now and is um, like he can, he runs now like the doctors told him he'd never walk again and he runs now. And I was like, this is fascinating that this, this, this whole program. And I was a huge fan of DDP. And so I kind of did some homework on the program and um, there is a, uh, an online fitness netflix called kinetic flicks where you can rent workout videos uh just like netflix the disc based netflix where they send you the thing and you have to send it back and they had the ddp yoga on there i'm like why not let's give it a shot because my wife had joined up because uh she there's ballet videos she's a she used to be a dancer and so uh she had these these ballet videos that she was getting from him so i found this ddp yoga on there and um i got all of the videos and i watched them and i'm like this is this is something i may give a shot because um as a, i i tore up both of my knees um my uh my i've had the meniscus repaired on each one of my knees and um i had a car accident about 10 15 years ago that messed up my lower back and so i've got all these these achy chronic things and so and i've always been recommended yoga so i'm like let's let's give this a shot and i did the first workout and i'd always had a negative opinion like most guys do really uh, that I, that about yoga like like it's yoga's for girls and and it's it's like breathing and namaste and all this other cheesy stuff i wouldn't be caught dead doing that stuff i can't i can't see myself doing it but this is what he calls it yoga for regular guys and um i did the first workout and i was like it kicked my butt i'm like this is yoga and i'm like i'm like done after 25 minutes, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it was amazing. It really was. And I felt so good after it because the, the way he does it is it's a full cardio workout. And yeah, you're, you're exhausted and you're sweating and, and you're burning calories and, but you don't feel like you just got your butt kicked 
by P90X or Insanity or something. If how, how is it on your like what what's the primary goal of DDP Yoga? Um, the the primary goal is weight loss and flexibility. Um, and uh, what it what it, his concept comes from, or a lot of it is breathing. There's a there's a huge there's an entire video just about how to breathe, and um, he wants you to breathe through your nose the entire workout, uh, and uh, to to really get your cardio going. And um, he's really big on wearing a heart rate monitor to stay in your in your heart rate zone and whatnot. But I'm getting my heart rate up to. 140 150 uh or higher and there's no weights involved and i'm standing still uh, oh wow and, yeah um, because he does it's based on what he calls dynamic resistance um it started because there was an episode of nitro when he was getting jumped by hall and nash and nash gave him a jackknife powerbomb and it was textbook. It was nothing wrong with the way that Nash dropped him. He actually, in, in his book, he says that he dropped him probably better than he ever had. It was, it was a textbook maneuver. Everything was fine, but it did something and it messed up his back. And, and Paige came into the industry in his late thirties, his mid to late thirties as a, as a main eventer. And he didn't win the world championship till he was almost 40. And, um, so he, he went to the doctor and they, they told him he, he was done because his back is, is so messed up. And his wife, Kimberly at the time was, uh, was doing yoga and that's why what he got into it and he took what he was doing in physical therapy plus the yoga and kind of put them together. And so you're building your flexibility through regular yoga poses like yoga is intended to do. Um, I mean, you've got warrior pose and down dog and, and cobras and all that stuff. Um, but you're building strength and burning uh, calories and burning fat by getting your heart rate up, by engaging your muscles. And uh, he calls it ignition. And what ignition is, is you start with your feet and you you grip the mat with your toes. And then you basically flex every muscle on your way up. You, you squeeze your calves, you squeeze your thighs, you squeeze your glutes, you tuck your stomach in and you, you squeeze your arms. And he describes it as your body is a fire hydrant that is just wide open and your arms are the water and it should be super tight and you can't move it. And when you're doing that, your heart rate just jacks up and, um, and you're doing all of these movements while maintaining that. Um, that flex and, and that tension. And so just by moving with that much tension, you're, you're creating body weight workouts essentially. And there's, um, resistance pushups where you go halfway down and hold and then come back up. And they're really, they're very, all of the moves are very slow and deliberate. And, um, so you're, you're building strength in, in the dynamic resistance. Uh, and then, uh, cause you're using your body weight and you're also doing these basic yoga moves, um, that's getting your flexibility up. And I noticed after about a month, 
um, I could bend over and touch my toes and I couldn't get to my toes when I started. Excellent. And while it may not sound like much, that is a specific measurable result. It really is. Now, have you done it consistently uh, since your three-year-old's been born? Have you gone off and on? It's It's been off and on because uh, with the, the, the toddler and, and my wife has a, um, a very time-consuming job. Uh, and so um, it's – as when life doesn't get in the way, uh, I do um, – I try to be as consistent as possible. It's It's – about a month at a time, I'm able to be consistent, and then life will happen, and I'll fall off the wagon a little bit, and then I'll get back into it. And I do at I average about two workouts a, a week consistently. Like I'll do one Monday morning, and I'll do one like Tuesday or Thursday in the week, but the rest of the the week schedule doesn't always happen on a regular basis. But again, I'll have like a month where I hit all four workouts for the week uh, consistently for that month. And then something will happen. I'll get sick or um, we'll hit the really busy time of year for my wife or for my kids, my older kids sports or something like that. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out. Um, uh, But when I, I am definitely seeing measurable improvement and measurable goals when I am consistent with it. You saw the measurable results when you do it consistently. Did you have, the, has this all been through that the, the streaming service Kinetic Flicks or did you buy the DVDs off his website? How did you? I, I bought the, the first set, actually. I bought the first set and then, um, and, uh, when he was still referring to it as YRG, which is yoga for regular guys, uh, then he, he upgraded it and has an app now. And did version 2.0 and, um, a buddy of mine who took my lead bought 2.0 and we kind of share and share alike with it. And, um, so I have access to both 1.0 and 2.0. The 2.0 is much better in my opinion because it's, he's improved the program considerably. And um, I, I enjoy doing the 2.0. Uh, occasionally, I'll go back to the 1.0 just to switch it up a little bit to break up some of the monotony. Um, but I, I definitely am uh, a fan of the, the 2.0 program. So I bought into the original, and then my best friend bought into the upgrade, and we just kind of share the resources between the two of us. Okay. Cause, and if people are interested, he is having a Hall of Fame sale on right now, which is 30% off. So, and the, the app is really good. Uh, I got into the beta of the app and, um, I didn't, there were some, there were some bugs in it that I wasn't a huge fan of, but he has worked those out and the app has more workouts than the regular program does. Um, there are live workouts that he does on the, uh, on the app and the app even has one called chair yoga where it's his entire workout one of one of one of his workouts but you sit in a chair the entire time so if you've got problems with your knees or your back and you can't stand up and do these things so um the elderly or the disabled you can do all of all of these moves from a chair 
And um, that's exclusive to the app. There's that's not available on disc anywhere. That's just something he's developed for the app. And there's um, it tracks your progress on the app. You can connect your Bluetooth uh, heart rate monitor through the app and everything. So it's uh, it's really uh, a good investment. Uh, you get I think three months free. If you buy the program, I think you get three months of the app free, which is a good amount of time to give it a try. Um, I like it because um, you can take it with you uh, and you don't have to keep the discs on you all the time. And so you can pull it up on your iPad or your tablet or whatever, or even from the website um, and work out if you're on the road or something. Now, I got digital copies of it. Uh, I made digital copies of my discs. So um, I actually don't subscribe to the app anymore because uh, it just was a, a, a cost that I could let go because uh, I have the resources I need uh, just on my own. All right. What else? Is there anything else that you experienced through using DDP Yoga, um, either the DVDs or the, the app? Uh, yes. Um, and it was actually neither of the D the app <laughs> or the, uh, the DVDs last year at WrestleMania. WrestleMania was in Dallas last year and, um, he put up a thing on Facebook, uh, cause he's pretty active on social media. Uh, do you want a workshop, uh, in Dallas to celebrate WrestleMania? And we were like, hell yeah, we do. So he held a workshop in Dallas. And I, that's what my wife bought me for our anniversary last year was the DDP yoga workshop, uh, WrestleMania workshop. And it just so happened to fall on his birthday. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, cause, and my profile picture on Facebook is DDP and I doing the diamond cutter symbol, um, together <laughs> from that. Um, and I got to meet him and he does his Tony Robbins sales pitch thing at the beginning, talking about how he developed the program and whatnot. And then we had a probably 45 minute workout and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had as far as like fitness goes, because I was in a room full of people that were uh, like – They've been doing it, doing DDP yoga for, for as long as it's existed and they were in really great shape and they were, they, uh, were like ambassadors of the program. And then I was, the other people were just everyday Joes and there were some like really like overweight people trying to better themselves. And it was just such a mix of, of regular people and some people needed a chair for stability and some people were just, just rocking it and his energy, we, we, the whole room just fed off his energy because he's a big goofball when he does this stuff. And it was an amazing experience. And I highly recommend it. If you have the chance to do it, uh, go to a DDP yoga workshop. Even if you've never done the program or, or anything and it's the first time you've ever done it, it doesn't matter. You can, you can still do this with zero experience because it's, worth it even if you never touch the program again it is a an opportunity and an experience you will absolutely love um and that's it was i'm so glad i got to do that last year uh, and it was funny because it was on sunday it was on wrestlemania day it was that morning and then my son and i are watching wrestlemania and he came out in the andre the giant battle royal and i was like you didn't tell what I thought we were friends, man. We just hung out 
for like three <laughs> hours. You didn't even tell me you were going and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, but no, that was it. Was so great. I was so so. It was. It's one of those those life experiences that I will I will never forget getting to do that because I got to meet one of my childhood heroes and um and the the workout was so much fun. That's awesome, man. And I, I love how that's, that's one of your connections and that's a very good segue. Um, so I think, I think we've covered GDP yoga and what you got out of it. Uh, real quick question. Can you still touch your toes? Yes. Excellent. So the, the results are sustainable. Yes. <laughs> now, speaking about WWE, what is aside from meeting DDP, what is one of your favorite or most most clear memories from wrestling? Well, I've been to tons of live shows. Go, I mean, going with my dad to my first Nitro, the first time Nitro came to Dallas, uh, my dad and I went, and that was that was amazing. Because when we left, it was funny because um, we were. It's, I mean, if you've ever left a, a big arena event, the traffic is terrible. And, uh, so they're letting like one car out at a time. And, um, we pull out or we're, we're up at our turn to pull out onto the road. And, um, this big, long, white limousine pulls forward and it has Ric Flair and the four horsemen in it. Then my dad gets to pull in behind them and I look behind me and there's this big black stretch Hummer limousine that had the wolf pack in it and i was like this is the best day of my life i was like <laughs> i was i was like 14 maybe 14 or 15 maybe but i was like this is the best day of my life right now i don't even get to i don't even get to talk to either one of the people in these cars but just knowing that we're bookended between the four horsemen and the wolf pack is amazing um and really i mean that was that's that's one of my uh my my fondest memories of like live events um just the rest of it is really just the sharing it with the other fans and uh, when i was in high school and college uh, my friends and i we just that was our sport i was i've never been into sports but we we would watch nitro and we would watch raw like that's what we did we didn't watch monday night football we didn't watch march madness we watched nitro and we watched raw and we played wwe video games and um and uh, we that that's what we connected over and now uh, i get to do this all over again with my son and um that's that's like my son and I can sit for hours and talk wrestling and I just, I love that I can, that that's, that's something we can connect over. And we, we watch stuff on the network all the time. We're, uh, we're having our, what is our Super Bowl party for WrestleMania. Um, we've got friends coming over and we're just, we're going to just do it up and, and watch WrestleMania. Uh, cause that's our Super Bowl. And, um, we uh we text each other cuz they live with their mom my older kids live with their mom and uh so like during during pay-per-views that they're not with me or during raw or smackdown my son and I are texting each other like oh my gosh did you just see that and during the royal rumble this year we were texting each other back and forth about all the different entrances as they were coming out and who we hoped the next person was and and um so just the the camaraderie that it brings this is the closest I am to being a sports fan is being a WWE fan. That's actually kind of one of my favorite 
memories is I remember going to a WCW dark match at in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had front row seats because this was this was I think before Nitro or Raw were even on the air. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, it was crazy, and but but we had followed it. And I remember, like, getting a high five from one of the Nasty Boys. Nice. And so that was just one of the coolest things. And, you know, then as I as I got older, I stopped watching because it wasn't the cool thing um, right. anymore. And then I just got back into it a couple years ago. And it's just, it's just fun. It's like... It is. It's turn your brain off fun. Yes, and so I'm really excited for WrestleMania coming up. My my one thing, my one complaint is it doesn't surprise me a lot anymore. Like, I knew Goldberg was going to beat Kevin Owens oh, yeah. at Fastlane, just because yeah, absolutely. they're billing Goldberg versus Lesnar at WrestleMania as the main event. Right. But there's no title on the line. That means your title isn't the most important thing. Right. In your company. And if that's the case, then I was having issues with that. So I knew it was going to become a title match. But yeah, so I'm really excited to watch it this weekend. And as the time we're recording this, it's not official, but I'm fairly certain we're going to get Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Yeah, I think we are. Um, the match I'm, I'm looking forward to is Owens and Jericho because I've known that turn was coming. It's like, they can't surprise me anymore, but watching that turn between Jericho and Owens was, was fun to watch. And I, I think they're going to put on a good show that, that is going to be one of the, one of the matches to, to watch. No, absolutely. And... Uh, and the reason I'm so excited for that is because there's a lot of good story involved. There really is. That's that's been one of the better storylines. Like the the Wyatt Orton storyline was obvious. That as soon as Randy Orton joined up with Wyatt, I was like, that's not gonna last. It lasted a lot longer than I expected it to. But I was like, this is he's gonna turn on him. And I've waited every week for that turn to happen. And, um, but no, this, this Jericho Owens thing was so beautifully told and, um, Jericho's having the run of his career right now. Oh this, yeah. This character he's got with the list of Jericho and everything. It's just, this is, I've, I've never enjoyed watching Chris Jericho as much as I have over the last year. No, he's he's really doing it well, and I really – I actually like the sadistic kind of mind games Owens over the goofy buddies with Jericho Owens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm excited for WrestleMania. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff on the calendar, but it will get watched. I don't know if it will get watched – in its entirety, because that's like <laughs> five hours of wrestling. It is. It is. And WrestleMania is a a, a a chore. It's it's definitely because they're doing like a two hour pre show, 
and the like a two hour kickoff show and the event itself is like four hours long or something. I mean, it's yeah. it's like the Super Bowl. It's going to end up being like an all day event. Yes, yes. And did you see that Finn Balor returned at a dark show? Yes, I did see that. I'm thinking he's going to come back at the battle at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to come in, uh, to defend Rollins and, um, take on Hunter. I think Balor is going to replace Rollins in the Triple H match. Really? I think that's what's, I think that's what's going to happen is he's going to be, um, it's going to be, um, to, to defend what happened to Rollins by Samoa Joe and kind of a what about me thing. Okay. Because, because Balor was the NXT golden boy for so long. And then, um, and then Hunter put his money in Joe. And I think that's, I, I think that's the match is it's going to be triple H versus Finn Balor. But okay. How does that work? Because if I was Balor, I'd be coming back pissed off at Rollins for putting me on the shelf for close to a year. Because you're setting up a you owe me. Okay. That's what you, that's what Balor is doing. He's going to set up, I did this for you. You put me on the shelf. And when I came back... I took out Hunter for you. You owe me one. And so you, that way you get the, uh, that storyline builds, um, once, once Rollins gets the, the title back. Cause whoever wins between Goldberg and Brock, they're not going to hold that belt for very long. No. Because neither one of them are going to be on TV. And so you're going to get that belt back on somebody eventually. And, um, I think, your SummerSlam Universal Title match is Finn Balor and uh, Seth Rollins. Okay, but who's the heel? I think Rollins is going to turn heel again. Ugh. Okay, I really do. I really, I really do think that Rollins is going to turn heel again because Balor, Balor's going to be the face. Um, yeah. And I think think that Rollins is going to turn heel again, and you're going to have, and that's going to be your universal title at SummerSlam is Rollins and Balor. Okay. And by the way, if anyone is still listening and doesn't know <laughs> what heel and face are, heel is the bad guy in a wrestling match, and face is the good guy. So that's that's terms of art, very nuanced. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I've kept you for about an hour, so in the interest of uh, wrapping up, you kind of already talked about fitness resources being DDP Yoga. That's kind of what this entire podcast was about. Um, but where can people connect with you uh, social media-wise? Uh, I'm on Twitter, at ChrisEvans17. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Chris underscore Evan 17. Um, but I'm very active on Twitter. So that's, that's really the place to, uh, to find me. And, um, the, uh, as far as DDP yoga goes, they have a really good subreddit. Uh, it's, it's not 
endorsed. It's not supported or anything by them. It wasn't. It was set up by the users. Uh, it is a user-driven subreddit uh, for DDP Yoga. Just go to Reddit and search for it. I don't know what the ex- exact address is, but um, it's it's a really good resource to ask questions. And um, there's there's all kinds of I mean, it's it's very it's from okay. I just did my first workout. Uh, is it supposed to be like this? Or I'm having trouble with this move. Do you have any recommendations? I have finished the program. What do I do now? Things like that. So um, that's a really good information resource. Is the subreddit Reddit for DDP Yoga because it's entirely user driven by people who are using the program. Okay, excellent. And we will include links to all that good stuff in the show notes, as usual. And finally, Chris, to cap things off, what advice do you have for everyone out there listening? Um, just take care of yourselves. Um, I'm, I'm dealing with some, uh, some anxiety stuff right now that actually put me in the hospital. And um, it's just, just take care of yourselves physically and mentally because physical health is important mental health is just as important and uh you need if if you're willing to hire a personal trainer for physical fitness or you're willing to to put money into physical fitness be willing to put money into your mental health as well counselors are every bit as important as a phys- as a personal trainer and there is no shame in getting help um and uh, and that took a it took a turn there for a second but it's a it's a it's so what's what i'm going through right now and it's really uh important to me that uh it's it's become so much clearer to me now that it's take care of yourself and don't forget your mental health because it's every bit as important as your physical health no that's very true i think uh, a lot of people on the podcast a lot of listeners know i'm a huge advocate of every aspect of health holistically um and i mean holistically as as the whole um, mental health, physical health, emotional health, sexual health, um, anything that you can have a health to, <laughs> I'm all about taking care of. So, so yeah, um, good words, and I hope I hope uh, anyone out there listening really does take that to heart, man. Well, uh, Chris, I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving me part of your day and talking to us about your experience. Uh, you're welcome. It was fun. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. And for everyone out there listening, work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.